Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. Welcome to episode 73 of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. And I'm actually out of the office right now. I have decided to go on a week long adventure with my family. And I have a feeling my feet are currently in some sand. I may or may not be drinking a margarita. I probably am. (laughs) And as I'm on vacation, I'm wondering about your vacation plans. And of course, I'm hoping that as you do get a chance to take a break from the day to day, that you also get to connect with yourself and your family and wherever you are. And that food is helping that experience, not getting in the way of it. I have a letter that I want to read for you that I actually have read before. It was back in episode 35, but I think it's really important for us to revisit it as we get like knee deep in vacation season. I know a lot of people tell me that they're worried about their beach body and how they're going to eat according to that. So I think it's really important to get back to this letter and help us to reconnect our relationship with food so we can experience the very best times of life. Before we get to this episode's letter, a thank you to this episode's sponsor, the Pursuing Private Practice Masterclass eCourse from Jennifer McGurk. And I started my private practice back in January of 2005. And what a long, crazy, fun road it's been since then. Those first few years were bumpy because I didn't know what I was doing. And all I wanted to do was help people heal their relationship with food. I didn't know how to do accounting and how to set up my business. I took a peek at this masterclass e-course Jennifer has set up and oh my gosh, it would have saved me so much time, so much energy and probably some money as well. (laughs) So if you would like to have your own business and have a private practice, this is a wonderful resource. There's uh, 10 modules that you get to do at your own pace. There's also a really cool, fantastic Facebook group that she's been doing to help provide like this group encouragement and empowerment There's also a 28-page workbook that goes along with it. If you're a dietitian, there's also continuing education, a win-win. If you would like more information or to sign up, go to juliedillonrd.com slash private practice masterclass. And while you're signing up, don't forget the secret Love Food Podcast code to get 10% off. Use the code BOSS at checkout and you'll get a deal. 10% 10% off. So go to juliedillonrd.com slash private practice masterclass. And how about we get to this episode's letter? Yeah, let's do that now. All right. Cheers. Dear food. Hello, food. We had quite a rendezvous this past week. While on vacation, I met with some of your summer representatives saltwater taffy, mint chocolate chip gelato, guacamole and chips, 
fried oysters, blueberry lemonade. All of it was delicious, so thank you. However, I don't know how to enjoy you without hating and judging myself afterwards. Every vacation I've ever taken has been ruined by this cycle of self-loathing. I can't wait to go away and explore new places, learn its history, and try the local cuisine. Unfortunately, my excitement is quickly replaced by the dread I feel when my pants start getting tighter. After a couple of days of eating amazing meals, I start to unravel. Instead of focusing on the exciting experience of being in a new place, I start to obsess about how much weight I'm gaining, how my clothes fit, how fat I'm going to look in all the pictures, and what I'm going to have to do to lose weight when I get home. This pattern happens on every trip. I can remember pinching my back fat and crying while on a a cruise down the Cien River. How sad is that? If I ever go away for seven days, I might only truly enjoy two of them. The rest of the time, I'm in a dark place where I feel fat, ugly, and out of control. Food, I know this isn't your fault. It's me. I've always been a binge eater, and my binge eating gets worse while I'm away. I can't seem to allow myself to relax and have a good time without gaining weight and hating myself for it. I gain every vacation, and it shows up quickly and doesn't come off easily. I'm starting to wonder if I should stop going away. I don't do it often, maybe two or three times a year, but the experience is mentally draining because of the horrible way I feel about myself during my trip and afterwards. Any suggestions? I would hate to throw away my passport. Thank you. Vacation Binger. Hey there, letter writer. Thank you for your letter. And I'm really excited to answer your letter because I have a story to tell. It's really actually experience that I had that I don't know if I've ever told anybody. It really fits for what you're experiencing and what you're looking for. Um, And this experience happened a number of years ago when I was um, raising, let's see, my daughter was probably just a toddler, not sleeping very well. And I got a chance to go on a vacation with my husband. And it was a type of vacation where it was kind of like an all-inclusive type of deal. And I remember I was laying on a beach. It was like the perfect weather, um, warm, but not hot. And the wind was blowing and I found a chair and I was starting to fall asleep because um, if you've listened to the podcast since the beginning, you probably can recall that I'm a bit obsessed with sleep because um, of the sleep deprivation I experienced with my um, children and um, when I was raising them in the time when they were in their infancy. But anyway, so I was in the throes of that at that point. And so I was going to have a nap, which was just like the most unusual thing at that point in my life. So it was blissful. (laughs) And so I was starting to fall asleep. And I remember um, someone sat down next to me, um, I think it was a group of people, and they started talking. And um, it woke me up. And normally that wouldn't have been that big a deal. I would have just gone back to sleep. But this person started talking about how she was looking forward to going home from the vacation because she was going to start her diet. Um, And she described this diet that honestly was really gross to me. um, And I bet it will to be to many of you. Um, And she was describing this diet of just eating fish and carrots. And she was going on and on and on about it. And um, part of me was like, Julie, you're not at work. 
So tune this out. <laughs> but um, I had to, it was like a driving past a car accident. I just felt like I had to listen. And she was sitting right next to me. So it wasn't like I was having to like painfully eavesdrop and strain to hear it. But anyway, so she was going on and on. And and part of what she was saying was that she just felt like so, um, like she can't, couldn't stop eating on vacation. And um, she just felt so horrible. Um, and she described mentally feeling horrible and physically feeling horrible. And that she couldn't wait to go home to go on this. In my head, I was like, oh my gosh, that is like, the best way to keep yourself binging on vacation is to threaten yourself with this disgusting kind of meal plan strategy. And um, she also talked about before coming on this vacation, because of course it was in a place where people were wearing bathing suits that she was on a similar kind of meal plan. And um, I'm like, well then in my head, of course I was thinking this um, I'm like, of course that is what was keeping the binging happening while being on vacation. And so for you letter writer, I feel like, you and this person had, um, you know, maybe similar experiences, but I think there's similar things happening with your relationship with food. And what I think that is, is a lack of permission throughout the year. So when a lot of us go on vacation, um, there's this kind of like permission to enjoy the experience and get as much as much out of it as possible. And what's usually included with that is enjoying the food that's involved. And, you know, during um, my experiences traveling, I have found just like you letter writer that I really enjoy getting to know the local food and the way they make the food. And I really love just ordering it however they make it there. You know, if they ask for preferences, I'm like, just, just make it how you make it. You know, I want to taste it how someone lives there, experiences it. And, you know, in my episode zero that I have at this podcast, I talk about getting lost in the Latin quarter of Paris with a crepe. And, and, and um, it was part of the experience. You know, if I didn't have that crepe there, or if I was worrying about the crepe, it would have not have connected me to that moment. And for you, letter writer, that's my concern too. Like if you um, are totally absorbed into um, how many calories you're eating and how many calories your body's absorbing, it is disconnecting you from these really important moments in your life. And no wonder it bothers you. I think you kind of are connecting to that dissonance, that that part of you that wants to change your way of relating to food. So yeah, you could either give up vacationing and um, so you don't have to experience that anymore. I'm not voting for that one. Or you can work on permission. And so I want to go over with you a few things that you can do to get started. One thing that I like to do when I think about permission is talk about uh, the metaphor of the pendulum. And the first time I heard this um, experience or this exercise was from my friend and colleague, Maria Paredes. You heard her in episode 20 of the Love Food Podcast. And Maria was the first person that used the pendulum to help me to understand the feelings of permission. And if you think of a, of a pendulum, when we just normally pull it back and let it go until it kind of starts to slow down, you know, it'll kind of go back and forth for a little bit, but eventually it'll just slowly start to get closer, closer to the center. It won't ever completely just stop. It'll kind of still sway, but the sways, if we don't interrupt them, they kind of stay closer to the middle. And that is someone who has um, a competent and what I would hope to be a normal relationship with food, 
Although side note, I don't really think that's normal anymore. I think it is abnormal to have a competent relationship with food where food just feels like fuel and pleasure without guilt and shame and messy and all tangled up because I think we are in a world right now that is pretty toxic with how we relate to food. But anyway, if you are someone who's lucky enough to experience that just naturally or you've worked on healing your relationship with food, um, that kind of pendulum that is just swinging for a little bit, but then goes back down to the middle kind of quietly with a little bit of swings. Um, that's kind of a normal relationship with food that, you know, someone feels hunger, they eat when they feel full, they stop. And there's times in our life where we can't just eat when we're hungry and stop when we're full. Maybe we're grieving or we're sick um, or we're, um, on a plane and there's a long layover and we're stuck and we're starving, but we can't get any food. And so then when we finally land, we end up eating some food that we normally wouldn't pick because it's there and it's ready and it sounds good. <laughs> um, and we eat past fullness. I'm laughing because that's happened a, a million times to me. But when those kind of things happen, if our way of relating to food is competent and is not in a place of judgment, then um, if we eat past fullness, the next time we eat, we will just naturally get the amount our body needs, which may be a little bit less, um, but it's not with restriction. It's just because of going with the flexible kind of nature of our body needs. And for you, letter writer, I imagine your pendulum differently. Also, that person who talked about the carrot and fish meal plan, um, I also picture hers differently too. With that kind of pendulum, what I, I picture is kind of a violent pull in the side of restriction or shoulds. And then there's this rapid swing in the other direction. And then another pull back to some more dieting, some more rigidity, some more shoulds. And then there's more binging in response to that. And so picture a pendulum that's going back and forth quite violently. And every time it's pulled in one direction, it swings violently in the other. And it goes back and forth and back and forth. And the only way to make it stop going so violently in the binging direction is to stop pulling it into the dieting or the rigidity or the shooting type of, of direction. So the way to kind of help the binging stop is to stop, stop depriving yourself, to stop um, making food rules, and to stop judging those binging the binging experiences you know it's the more hands-off that we are that eventually the pendulum just starts to slow down and eventually gets down to the middle closer it doesn't stop no one's pendulum and their relationship with food is you know stiff in the middle it's just it's slowly kind of going back and forth because you know every day many times a day we're going to feel hunger and every day many times a day we're going to feel full and it just that's just part of our kind of rhythm, almost like if you picture um, the ocean waves, they come in, they go out, they come in, they go out, even like seasons, you know, there's just like rhythms we have um, as being human and hunger and fullness is a similar kind of rhythm. It's always going to be there. And um, if we try to contain it, it's not something that's meant to be contained. It's just going to make that pendulum just swing violently. And so, you know, when you think about moving forward and giving yourself permission to live without deprivation, just like when you're on vacation, you're going to experience um, a feeling like you can't stop eating. You may experience binging. 
you may experience like a rebellion. Uh, we talked about the rebellion here on the Love Food Podcast when I spoke with Aaron Flores, and I believe that was during episode 32. You know, Aaron talked a lot about when we step away from dieting, the natural response is a rebellion. And it's not the food's fault. It's not the person's fault. It's the diet's fault. And so for you, letter writer, every time you go on vacation, that's what you're experiencing is this rebellion. And so um, if you want to go on vacation again and not just be consumed by the rebellion, um, I would encourage you to try to immerse yourself in that vacation mentality at home and really sit with that rebellion, honor its functionality, because it's trying to kind of help you um, make your pendulum kind of go back to that more calm kind of swing instead of that violent swing back and forth. And for many people that I talk to, um, you know, eating when they're hungry and stopping when they're full, it's a very simple type of um, guide, but it's not easy. It's, it's actually really hard. And I wrote a blog post on um, just that. It's called When Eating When Hungry is Too Scary. And this blog post kind of goes through some steps that you can take to just um, kind of like wean into that slowing down of the pendulum. It just breaks it down into some steps. And um, with all of that being said, when anyone's kind of working on permission with eating, so they don't go binge on every vacation, or even just to like slow down the binging occurrence and, and overall just heal your relationship with food, that, that concept of permission is fundamental. It is a part of the foundation. You, you know, having permission to eat whatever you want, whenever you want, with whoever you want is it has to be there. And if there's any kind of buts or um, any kind of stipulations, then it's going to complicate things and keep your pendulum swinging just too violently. So um, I hope this helps, letter writer. And I see Food has written back. So let's get to hear what Food has to say. But until then, I hope that you can keep us posted. I want to hear about your experiences working through permission. And I really hope that you can enjoy future trips to France and anywhere else throughout the world and really just immerse yourself in the culture and not be so distracted by diets. Take care. Dear Vacation Binger, it was so nice connecting over vacation, yet we noticed you were distracted and upset. We hope you appreciate this turmoil is not your fault or our fault, rather dieting's fault. The way to relax on vacation and enjoy the local cuisine is to provide unconditional permission to eat before you travel. Like holding your breath, then gasping for air, restricting food will only lead to binging. Consider working with an eating disorder dietitian to help you take these steps. We look forward to reconnecting during your next adventure and while at home. Love food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. 
And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care.